Bow wow wow, yippee yo yippee yay. Bow wow, yippee yo yippee yay. Man of the town. I was obsessed with that song because of the 101 Dalmatians um, preview. I think it was on the Shrek VHS, which I don't know how I didn't break our Shrek VHS <laughs> because I watched it approximately 12 times a day. Um, so and then you had to like, manually touch it backwards? No, ours, um, ours rewound it. On a- oh. The VCR? Mm-hmm. Oh no, you would cram stuff into the VCR. That's my bad. And then I would have to go bring it to dad and say, Audrey shoved a whatever it was in it. Mm-hmm. And then he would get his pocket knife out and have <laughs> to pry whatever it was out of it. I don't remember that. I remember it. It filled <laughs> me with a violent rage. I figured I was probably going to have to break that. There's nothing that I hated more than infant Audrey. <laughs> I was pretty bad. And given that there was, there's just enough in a, of an age gap between us, that must have been a nightmare for you. It was pleasant. I got all the attention. I got to watch Shrek as many times as I wanted. And then she came out of the room. Womb. 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 And I just, I yelled all and, the time. And all you wanted to watch was Chicken Run. <laughs> Forget about Chicken Run. Chicken Run terrified me as a child. <sighs> I hated Chicken Run. Cinematic masterpiece. The best day of my life is when you moved from Chicken Run to Wallace and Gromit. Ugh! Come on, Gromit! They've got to hide the body! There's no cheese and crackers in prison, Gromit! Wallace and Gromit was fine. That was peaceful. It's just the pies. The pies and Chicken Run is what... And that lady is scary? I would be interested to watch it now. (laughs) I watched it. 20 like, years later. Really? Well, it was never that bad for you. I was also scared of holes as a child, so. Which is funny because I loved holes. And I always wanted you to watch it. I wanted, I wanted you to watch it with me. No. You never, never did. did. Horrifying. Shine the bug. <sighs> You're in the woods. It's dark. Ashville Superstar. Shine the buff. I'll link it below. Um. Anyways, welcome, welcome to the second episode. Welcome. No, not again. <laughs> None of that. None of that today. Um. Yeah, if you're here, thank you for being here. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Let us know if you're here from Instagram. <laughs> I'm mind blown by the amount of Instagram followers we have. It's the funniest thing. I made the Instagram and we just let it sit there because we weren't ready. Um, but as soon as like I started posting anything, within 12 hours, we had almost 300 followers. Mm-hmm. Because apparently Bookstagram is a huge thing. Yeah. I had no idea. And Bookstagram is super nice. They're so nice. Everyone's like, welcome to Bookstagram. I'm like, so thank- excited. Thank you. And they're actually liking the post. I'm like, yeah. we have the amount of DMs we've gotten also of people like personally welcoming us to the quote unquote community. It's the nicest thing. 
unexpected. Listen, back in like 2013 when I had my One Direction fan account, no one was nice to us. No one was nice. It was a war field out there. (laughs) Who would have thought? Who would have thought you'd be here? I know. Now everyone's so nice. Everyone is like, thank you for taking up space. I've never been thanked for that before. (laughs) It's throwing me off a little. I feel like I need to be on guard. Someone's going to come out with a knife. Yeah, it'll turn one day. They're <laughs> like, get out. Once we start posting actual content, they're like, hey, stop that. There's no place for you here. <laughs> You're not wanted. Anyways, that was really sweet Thank of you guys. You for anyone who follows us on Instagram or on TikTok. Yeah. TikTok has also been really nice. Yeah. Unexpected. But thank you. Big hugs to everyone. We... Oh, we should probably introduce ourselves. Oh, I'm Madison. I'm Audrey. That's all you need to know. <laughs> um, so this week we read Fable and Namesake. They are both by Adrian Young. They're, did you decide it's a duology? Yes. It's a duology. They're pretty average sized books, I would say. Yeah, they, yeah, they're like two and a half Hundred pages. I don't know why I said that like that. Pages. <laughs> Fable is three hundred and fifty-three pages long. Oh, okay. Three and a half hundred. <laughs> and then, um, namesake is three hundred fifty-seven pages. I was nowhere near accurate. No, Sorry. They're decent sized. It is a YA book. They are YA books. Hey, Audrey. Uh-huh. Why don't you tell us what these books are about? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. So, um... Fable and Namesake are two books that follow the story of a girl named Fable. After being abandoned by her recently widowed father on an island of criminals, she fights to survive while dredging pyre on the reefs of Duval and trading with West, the helmsman of the Marigold. After an altercation, West, um... And Fable barter for passage across the Narrows, where she plans to find her father and claim what he promised her um, all those years ago. Along the way, her and the crew of the Marigold encounter many things, and we see how their dynamics and relationships change in Fable's presence. Throughout both books, we get to see um, Fable grow into her destiny and find her family, as well as reconnect with her past. So it ends up in a good place. I am so sorry. <laughs> A hearty apology to <laughs> all headphone users. <laughs> oh, my Gosh. heart is beating so fast. Condensation on my phone. Ema. Anyways. Um, yeah, so that's what they're about. Um, it They have... It's kind of like a coming-of-age story, I would say. Um, and there's like that forbidden love trope going on. It's a found family also. Yes. Which I really enjoy. Which I am always down for a found family. And um, it's piratey. It is. Which Ugh, love a pirate book. I'm not usually a big fan of pirate books for love some reason. But I definitely didn't hate this one. 
what would you what would you rate the book? Um, the first time I read it, I was gonna give it like a four point five out of five, mm. just because like a five star rating saved my top top spots. But on the second read, I'd give it like a three point five mm. overall. Yeah, are we doing out of five? Yeah, Is that what we decided. Okay, if we're doing it out of five, I would give it give it a 2.5 honestly yeah i i've read both of them twice um yeah and they were just not doing it for me um but we can talk more about why um so let's talk about the plot what did you think about the plot i enjoy the plot i like the plot they're very different yeah so i like the plot of fable I really like the plot of Namesake. Yeah. I think of the two, we agree, I believe, that Namesake is better than Fable. Oh, for sure, yeah. I think that Fable can be read as a standalone. Mm-hmm. It does end in a cliffhanger. Yeah, but, but it definitely can be read. You, you can read it as a standalone. Um, Namesake, you can't really. It picks up right where Fable left off. But yeah, and with Namesake, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that you kind of need to know in order to know what's going on yeah. or draw any significance from anything. Yeah, but um, I really enjoy the plot. I think it moves at a good pace, and mm-hmm. it's written well. Mm-hmm. But the vibes of the two are very different. That's why I kind of separate them. Yeah. Because the vibe of the plot in Namesake is kind of, we follow Fable, but the plot kind of happens around her she's not an active part of it mm-hmm. whereas in namesake she is the plot yeah which i that's interesting that you say that because i i feel like the two books don't my whole thing about the plot and i guess about the whole book and why it just doesn't do it for me is because i love the plot i love the plot and i love the world and i love i love the vibe of the book and i think there's a lot of good stuff happening in it and i think i even think the writing is good honestly um my thing is is it does not expound on anything nearly enough for me like no not at all it's very shallow and because there's so much good stuff going on, it's just disappointing to me that things aren't as developed as they should be. Like, I feel the whole time I was reading it, I felt like I was reading an outline of a really good series. Mm-hmm. Like, I was reading the first draft. This is just kind of an idea yeah. of what the story could be, but it wasn't finished it, yet. It feels like a plot that could take up four or five books. For, yeah. Like, that's how much I love everything that's going on. And so the whole time I was reading it, I'm like, this is too slow in parts that it doesn't need to be slow and too fast in the really good parts. Mm-hmm. And so the whole time, I just felt disappointed that it wasn't giving me more. I felt like I was teetering on the edge of something really great but it would never quite got there. Yeah. So I felt let down, honestly, the whole time I was reading it. Yeah. And I can I can get that. I wasn't quite expecting it to be anything more than it was, which I think is why I liked it a little bit more than you did. Yeah, which before I read it, I had heard, like, super, super good things about it. Yeah. 
from people on TikTok. I think I also read it in a weekend. Like, yeah. We went somewhere as a family and I read it while we were gone in two and a half days. Mm. And so I got all of it super fast. That might have helped, yeah. Because I think I read it fast, but I think I read both of them like in the span of a week. So air quotes on fast. Yeah, I really think they're definitely better if you sit down and read them, like binge read both of them. If you have plans to read namesake i feel like you need to start immediately after you like if you start reading fable and you end up really liking it you need to get namesake and immediately start it once you finish fable because what i did when i finished fable was i didn't have namesake yet because she hadn't even released it officially and so i had to pre-order it and then wait like two weeks for it to get to me yeah and then by the time she got it she like i didn't read it yeah because this this the momentum had because I read the first couple chapters, and it like it puts you exactly back in the plot where it left off at the end of Fable. And so it felt like I had put down a single book, and then picked up halfway through that one single book. Yeah, which is why I feel so strongly that they need, need to be read together. Honestly, I don't even know why they're two books. It should be a single book. It should be a single and book. it should be a big book, sure. But yeah. But there's not going to be more depth of story there, then it needs to be one book. Yeah, the only reason I can think it would be two books would be, like, a publishing thing. Yeah. But it really, it feels like it needs to be one book, and it feels like, if it is multiple books, like, the plot needs to be develop- developed way better yeah. than it is. Um. So, yeah, I was very lukewarm about it. There are some really good parts, yeah. but like I said, it's like, there weren't quite enough good parts to make it worth it for me. You said this the other day, that the second half of Namesake kind of saves the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The second half of Namesake is monumentally better than the entire rest of it. It's so good. I dare say it's worth reading the whole thing just to get that last bit of it. It is. And it's also kind of a relief because it finally saves it. Like, you're reading the whole time and you're like, I... I feel like I'm not going to... Yeah, I feel like I just want to... sufficiently... Yeah, it feels like there's no finish to it, and you're just going to end up disappointed, but no. But no, it wraps up quite nicely. Yeah, so if you just want to read... If you have some time. Yeah. Sure. I mean, a lot of people really like it. Yeah. It just... I, I wasn't a fan. And I did on the first swipe. I did really, really, really like it. Mm hmm Um... But, I mean, second time reading it. Yeah, I'm I'm very, "Eh." very lukewarm about it. It, um, I really like her writing style, though. And I think she's one of those writers that's able to convey a lot without saying it explicitly, which I always appreciate in an author. Yeah, I feel like I I know a lot about these characters. Yeah, and I, I feel like I know, I mean, we can definitely start getting into characters i feel like i know these characters so well despite her not having a lot of description really on any of them no. we get like light physical descriptions on the crew of the marigold but mm-hmm. other than that it's like trademarks like saint's blue coat or like west hair like that's it or like willis scar like everyone has their thing but no one quite has a description yeah, and I feel like I know them, I know the crew, I know their personalities, I know their mannerisms, really, even. Yeah. Which, 
I can't think of a single spot in when she explicitly says that. So I just, I think it's shows a lot of talent in an author when they're able to portray that without having a ton of description. So that is definitely something that I respect and I enjoyed when I was reading these. Good job, Adrian. Yeah. (laughs) Really proud of you. I think the difference between the two books is what you're looking for. Because in Fable, kind of the main story plot, what you're really reading for is West and Fable. Mm -hmm. But in Namesake, you're looking for the political intrigue. That's fair. That's probably why... Did you say you liked Fable a little more? Or did you like Namesake more? I, that, like, I like them for different reasons. Yeah. I think overall, I like the back half of Namesake. Yeah. The most. That's, yeah, that's very fair, though. If you're looking for more of a romance if story. If you're looking for a cute little innocent romance. Fable. Fable. Yeah, Fable is very much a forbidden love. Sounds um, he's He hates everyone but me yeah. situation. And Namesake, yeah, is more of... Um, there's like plotting going on behind mm-hmm. closed doors in a bunch of different ways, and then they all come together and are interwoven in the end. Yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah, what you said, political intrigue. So that's a good way of pointing it. Yeah, putting it. And I think that's why the beginning of Namesake is a little rough because you're expecting it to be like Fable. Yeah, and it's not. It's not. So you have to really switch mindsets. I feel like the beginning of Namesake is slow. Yeah. Anyways. And I feel like, because I've read a couple of other books that are really heavy with the political intrigue, mm-hmm. and I think that's just a staple The of nature the, of it, yeah. As you have to lay all the groundwork first. You have to first. lay all the groundwork first, and then you can get into the interesting stuff. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, That's another reason, though, why I don't feel like they blend together yeah. very well, really at all. I mean, you know what? Hmm. In that way, the plot itself picks up exactly where where Fable left off mm-hmm. in Namesake, but um, the story completely different. Yeah. It feels like I'm reading two completely different books. Yeah. Yeah, it just it doesn't feel cohesive. No. At all. It Which feels, I guess is why it's two books. Yeah, I mean part of me also feels like because I feel so strongly that this could have had the potential to be like like a Excellent. yeah, like a multiple movie like franchise mm-hmm. situation. I really strongly I feel that this could be turned into a TV show. Yeah, but I get the feeling that she it gives the vibe as if she was so excited about it and like wanted to go ahead and release it, or like mm-hmm. her publisher or whatever wanted to go ahead and release it, yeah. but it wasn't finished. Like she should have taken yeah. the story and sat on it for ten yeah. years, and then turned it into something marvelous. I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. It, no. just, it just is what it is. Yeah. I just feel like it could have gone so well. Yeah. And it could have really taken off. It didn't quite live up to its potential. Yeah. So it just disappoints me, seeing that there's so much potential there, and it feel like it fell short for me. Characters? Poppin'. Such good characters. Such good characters. It's another All reason why I'm like, I All love them. them. good characters. Except Zola. I hate Zola. Zola felt so flat. was there for a purpose, and then he filled the purpose, and then he disappeared. 
literally. Yeah. There was no depth to him no. at all. Zola was a placeholder. Yes. For what could have been. Yeah, he felt like an afterthought. Yeah. Because she needed a you know what? vessel. <laughs> like, I'm so disappointed in how Zola turned out. Because I really enjoyed reading about him. Yeah, I felt like he also had the potential. He reminds me of another character that I, for the life of me, can't remember. Someone very similar, though. So. Anyways, I feel every other character... Poppin'. Poppin'. I hate Fable a little bit. <laughs> but she's the main character. But she... Yeah, she's the main character. What are you gonna do? She... I feel like she redeems herself on the end for me. Yeah. In the beginning, though, I... Every time she opens her mouth, I'm like, stop it. I know it's your book. I don't like you. I don't want you here. Yeah. It's a real Meredith Grey, Elena Gilbert, <laughs> <laughs> Tori Vega. I can't pick me, pick me, choose, choose me, me love, love me. me. Fable, get out of here. I need more koi. <laughs> in all situations. I need more koi. We are so in love with koi. I didn't appreciate him in the first book enough. I and it I ticked mean, me off. About it, and you yeah. brought it up, and you know. Koi is such a good character. He really is. I uh, he was so, done so well, and I wish he was a bigger part. I know of the book because even when he comes back up in namesake, he's not there enough. He's not. He just he sleeps and he lounges. On the I show. he seems like he's one of those characters that is unhinged. And everyone knows that he's unhinged, but he's actually a really good guy. Yeah. Cool to hang out with. Real funny. He's just a little homicidal at all times. There's so much desperation with Koi. Mm-hmm. Everything is genuinely life or death for him. Mm-hmm. And so he just has to be intense all the time. Yeah. But he's really not. He's funny, too. Mm-hmm. He's funny. And there are so many times where Fable is just minding her own business and then looks over and he's just staring at her with this... Daggers. Daggers. Like, he's meticulously planning her death at all times. And I think it's hysterical (laughs) considering that he actually really likes her. Yeah. As a friend, as a person, and it feels like they grew up together a little bit. At least it gives the impression. um, When he's like... uh... Us Jabalis have to stick together. Ugh, and she's yes. like, I'm not Jabali. And he's like, if yeah, you were spent the night on that island thinking you weren't going to wake up, you're Jabali. Yes. Love him. He has a lot of good one-liners like he that, does. I feel like. I feel like the author just took all of those good ideas and gave them to Koi, because she also mm-hmm. loves him. I love when you can tell like which character an author loves more, because mm. they're just so well done. They're I feel like so Koi was one of those. You know what I really enjoy about this book? Hmm. If you look at it from kind of an outside view? Hmm. The deterioration of West. Yeah. As a character. Yeah. That Not was... as a character, but like as a person. Yeah. I... I feel like his kind of falling off the wagon was done very well. I would agree, yeah. I was kind of mad about it. For sure. Because he was kind of ruining mm-hmm. things, but... If you really look at it, that's good writing. It was, yeah, it was well done. I also love, alongside with that, as you're watching him deteriorate, you can see Fable get slow, like, she slowly understands that he's deteriorating, Mm -hmm. and she gets a little more scared of him. Yeah. 
as time goes on because she realizes that he mirrors Saint in a, in lot, a of lot of ways mm-hmm. and most of them are not the good ways. Yeah. Which I feel like she started out really connecting with West because she reminded or he reminded her so much of Saint. Mm-hmm. I feel like something that just occurred to me is they together are Saint. He's the bad parts and she's the good parts. Mm. Which, when you think about it, that was kind of Saint and Isolde. <laughs> Snaps Rager again. I can't, I can't actually snap. That was just my right hand. You really can't snap with your left hand. I can't. Mine are different. Why would you rub it in my face like that? Can anyone even hear that? <laughs> I never knew that. It's one of my biggest insecurities. <laughs> Those in your small ears. <gasps> Don't talk about them. <laughs> Can't believe you just outed me like that. Sorry. I'm gonna take my hair down. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I Clove is also so I dear. Love Clove. So dear to me. I love that Clove is kind of the father figure in ways that Saint couldn't be. Mm-hmm. Not that he wasn't. Not that he didn't want to be that for, for Fable. Yeah, he just he he's just not that person, honestly. And I mean, that doesn't make him... The thing about Saint is he definitely wasn't abusive or anything. No. Like, he wasn't cruel to her. He mm. just wasn't, like, a tender, emotionally connected dad. And a lot of dads aren't. Yeah. Like, a lot of dads just have a hard time with doing that, especially with daughters. Yeah. And that's not a bad I feel like thing. That's kind of that was the weirdest police siren I've ever heard. Was that even? I wonder if that wasn't. I wonder if it was like an ambulance or something. It literally sounded like someone was out there on a megaphone going pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs> Very Star Wars esque sound. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Clove is so much more. Like he filled in a lot of gaps that Saint couldn't quite fill. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that Fable needed. Um, she had clothes for. So yeah. it was okay. So she got that. And I think that's why she and Clove are so close. And also, because he's not her dad, he feels like he's kind of more of an uncle towards her, but it was it's more like a friendship than a... Mm-hmm. Which also... I just, I love their relationship, and I love Clove as a character. Clove just feels like a good time. Yeah. At all times. I feel like I, I'd love to sit down, have a meal with Clove. <laughs> really pick his brain. Is that your three celebrities that you would, yeah. your three characters you would yeah. dine with? He's on my list. <laughs> um, I loved him. I, I didn't love Holland. I didn't either. But I definitely didn't hate her. I thought she was boring. Did you? I did. Hmm. I didn't think she was boring. It just, it felt she like... Got, sorry. She got less boring the more I read. Mm-hmm. But, like, in the beginning, she just felt very, like, overhyped. So that when we actually encounter her, I'm like, oh, that's it? Yeah. I'm like, this doesn't feel like the same woman that you guys have been scared of this whole book. Or as intimidating. She didn't feel quite as cold and cutthroat as she should have been. No. 
She definitely didn't seem as intimidating as she was described to be for most of it. So that was a little bit of a letdown. I feel like I didn't, I didn't quite get enough from Holland of um, the reasons why Isolde left. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't outright tell you like a list of reasons why Isolde left. Yeah. You can kind of infer. Yeah, but you don't see it. You don't see it. Like you don't see in how she treats Fable. You don't see it in her demeanor and the things that she says. Like Isolde's pictured all over the house and we find Holland like gazing at the photos, but it's in more of like an I miss you way than it is like a Yeah. And so it leaves me at least leaves me wondering where the rest of the story leads. Yeah. And I'm like, why would she steal the midnight? Like yeah. you obviously infer Well, I think Fable kind of answers that question and when she was um and when she was talking with Saint, sort of. Also, like, in her own head. But when she was talking to Saint, she was like, did she ever tell you where she hid it? And Saint was like, no, I made her. I told her not to. Yeah, well, I mean, you get that the midnight was, like, would, like, change. Um, like, the hierarchy of power and everything in it. But I, I don't know. Holland is just... She's overhyped. And then yeah, she's not as calculating as she needed to be. Um, she felt weak, honestly. Yeah. Like, I felt like anyone could come in there, take her down, and take her place. I yeah, do not... it feels like she got to power, she got her little empire built, and then she stopped. Yeah. She didn't feel power hungry for years. Mm-mm. Not until the World Trade Council meeting. Honestly, even when she even killed then. even when she killed Zola, I was like that. I don't know. It yeah. just didn't feel like as big of a moment as it needed to be. No, and that's partly why Zola's storyline feels so fulfilled. Yeah, it's because then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't feel like she served the purpose that she needed to. I would die for each and every member of the Marigold, though. Such good characters. I, they're the best part of these books. If yeah. you're, like, I wish there, there was more time just hanging out on the ship, yeah. and we got to see yeah. more of them. I enjoyed seeing Paj and Oster interact with the rocks. Did you? I did. Because I like rocks. We I did like, just discuss this. Yeah. I liked watching that interaction. <laughs> I yeah. There's a couple of areas that I feel like definitely would the story would benefit from elaborating on and developing on and that's that's one of them is that yeah. whole situation the with the Roths. And um I feel like every time we get crew interactions and they go on the little subquests, um, I feel like the only people we get to see is like once they get there all we see is faithful. Which I feel like those are areas of stories that we really get to see all of the secondary characters be developed. And we get to see more of their personalities. And we never got to see that. It makes me wish that um, we had multiple point of views. Yeah, as much as I hate multiple point of views. It's like, I don't don't want spinoffs necessarily. I just wish those moments were developed more. Yeah, I wish that we could see what was happening on the deck while Fable was underwater. 
Yeah. Like, that's why we don't get a lot of the Queen, is because every time we go somewhere, the table's underwater. Yeah, or off ruining things. Or <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, good stuff. <laughs> I really loved the world building, though, and the what I adore with all of my heart is the idea that all of the gems, like, sing to her. I know, and... That's the coolest thing. I've never heard that before. I think it's real cute. I I don't know why. It, I feel like I know what they feel like. It's Didn't we talk about this? <laughs> Didn't we talk about this the other day? We did. She was a like, rock girl. I feel like I know what they would sound like, what they mm-hmm. feel like, because... Because you tumbled rocks no. as a child. It is. You collected them and you tumbled them and I now did. you speak to them. Moving on. <laughs> I don't get rocks like you do. But, like, I feel like I can feel the twinge in the water. I feel like I can feel the ringing when you touch it. It definitely, the way she describes it is very, like, it's good writing the way she does it. It's an apt description. Yeah. Because it's realistic enough for me to understand and feel like I'm immersed in that and feel like I can hear them too. But it's magical enough to feel Mm -hmm. fun and... yeah very like <laughs> so I really like it I, I think just, it's cute I do too I love the pirate book too mm-hmm. I so I usually just, don't like pirate books but I like this one I think because of the gems it's just I can get past a lot of problems in pirate books because it's a pirate book mm. I just love them so much they're just, just exciting they're swashbuckling absolutely not <laughs> Absolutely not. You can edit that out. I'm not. I'm leaving okay. it in. That's fine. Um. Yeah, I just like it. I I'm usually not a big fan of like merchant trading, just because I feel like it's boring. But I feel like this one was well done. I it felt exciting. Yeah. Which usually trading and stuff like that isn't exciting to me, yeah. but it felt like why? Stop. But I <laughs> the way she writes it, it's almost like gambling like they go in it feels very like oceans 11 to me they go in they have this mission it feels very oceans 11 i love it that's probably why you enjoy it probably it feels like you're doing something wrong love oceans 11 it's so good and 12 and 13 (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so that was exciting for me do you have anything else to say on that um i liked watching fable kind of get incorporated yeah, I, I when they went to the merchant house in Durham, I think, mm. and they were um, doing the trading and stuff, and Fable was just kind of on along for the ride. And then she looked at, at the gems from the sailor, and she was like, "Oh, that's a thing." That was like, so funny to me. I was like, "Fable," <laughs> and then West was like, "Fable." Yeah, stop it. It. Yeah, that was a shock to me because I didn't understand the big deal in the beginning, but then I realized that, like, Fable does not know mm-hmm. how these things work because no. she's been on Javal this whole time. She's been on this whole time. And, yeah, and I guess I didn't realize how cutthroat it was either and that that was a huge deal. Um, I don't know because I, I guess I expected that because she's a jump sage and that's supposed to be special that no one else would really know for sure if they were fake. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, that I enjoyed that. I think 
over the course of the two books. I do think that's also written well. Um, Fable slowly being incorporated into the crew more and more. I one of my favorite parts of the book is watching Fable, um, kind of outgrow the Javali mindset mm-hmm. that she had to adapt to. Yeah, while she was on the island. It yeah, it definitely you can tell she goes from life or death survival twenty four seven mode to kind into of being in the world. Yeah, and contributing and um. And, like, having experiences rather than just experiencing things. It was very yeah. I really enjoyed that. I think it was written really well. She goes from survival mode into, like, making a life for herself. Mm-hmm. Making it's life. A beautiful written, beautifully written part of this book. Yeah. There's a lot of very subtle things in this book, yeah, that are just really well written. There's a lot of things about the book that I didn't pick up on until we started talking about it. Yeah. Me too. Because it did feel very surface level. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that you don't quite pick up on. What was your favorite thing about the book? Um, favorite part or thing? Um, I don't know, honestly. I like, I love a good found family. They're, they're, it's a trope that I am seldom satisfied with. Like, it's never quite done justice in my mind. Hmm. But she does it very well. Yeah, interesting. So I really enjoyed that. I also enjoy the Fable, the first book, West and Fable. I enjoy them. I enjoy it more in the first book than I do the second. Mm-hmm. Because West kind of goes a little nuts. But um, I enjoy that as well. Sucker for a good romance. I do like, I like the romance in Fable. I just wish it would have continued. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing that I like. Yeah, I wish it had you got me hyped for it, and then... And now I'm like, ugh. I think that's another reason why it was hard to start in the music. Yeah. Because West is not around. They turn into that couple that it's like, you are risking anything and everything. For this person that you barely know. For this, yeah, that, that this person that essentially you just met. Mm. No, you're in love or whatever. <laughs> you're in love and whatever. However... You are ruining everything. Everyone else's lives. An attempt to save your love from this minor inconvenience. <laughs> Honestly, if it's not Sam and Dean Winchester, I don't care for it. I mean, yeah. Ask me what my favorite part I'm or thing sorry, is about the book. What was your favorite part or thing about the book? Um, I don't remember how it starts, but I love the entire beginning scene of when she. Koi is like silently trying to kill her, um, and she's trying to dodge it. The whole scene of like them getting knocked out under the water and her nearly leaving him and then putting him back on the ship, um, and then her leaving and then turning around and Koi's like gone <laughs> when he was supposed to be unconscious. Yeah, and the running with him in his little homicidal rage running after her it's the whole thing is the funniest thing to me truly i love every interaction with koi and fable i love every time she looks over and he's staring at her with Mm -hmm. like this animalistic like nothing behind his eyes it's the funniest thing to me it's so good and it's so subtly done that if you're not paying attention you miss it Mm -hmm. and it's probably one of my favorite things about this book it just it makes me laugh so hard. 
So that's fantastic. I love how you had a really specific answer to that question. Yes. And I was just like, it's a book. <laughs> First couple chapters, a fable, the whole coy situation. Fantastic. I love the very beginning of Fable, and I love the very end of Namesake. You know what I love? Hmm. I love watching Willa um, very quickly warm up to Fable. Yes. She's like, oh, she yes. lit- She literally said, what, you think we're going to be friends because I'm the only other girl on the ship? No. Get and off. she said, ask me where I got my dagger. <laughs> ask me. Ask me. Oh my god, I saw the way you looked you at him. You saw the way you looked at the dagger. Come, Come on. on. Just do it. You with my mom? Do you have, like, a crush on my brother or something? Ugh, you think you guys are so good Come together. on. You can come talk to me about it. Girl talk. Come on. We'll braid each other's hair. <laughs> <laughs> They're up sitting on the on the yes. mask, just, just swinging. Feet dang on. It's the funniest thing. I also she- love Oster and Taj. I, that, okay. That's another thing about this book that I really love. Um, because every single time... I won't say every single time, but most times when I read a book and there's any sort of character that's like LGBTQ, it's so gimmicky. Yeah. I'm like, it's such a thing. Yeah. I'm like, this feels so disrespectful to (laughs) the entire community. Yeah. And it feels, it feels for show. It feels like you just threw this in to. It feels like a, it feels like a a diversity conference. Yeah. And I'm like, this is this this doesn't feel genuine. Um, but in this book, I think she did it really well. Yeah, and how it's just very subtle and it's acknowledged. And yeah, it's like everyone knows, but it's also like it's it not have to be talked about. It's not Pageant Oster's only character trait. Yeah, like there are they are whole characters who have, are multifaceted and like are really well written mm-hmm. and also are gay. Yeah. That's what I enjoy. It's so good. It felt genuine. It's it so felt good. real. Yeah. Who's your favorite character? Chloe. Ah. Well. Ask me who my favorite character I'm was. I'm sure that this is the correct answer for me. Oh, sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah, What's your favorite? Koi. Thank you for asking. I do that. That's why I did not. Sorry. I low-key... About halfway through Fable, I decided that if it didn't end up um, with Fable dumping West and going for Koi, I was going to be upset. And you were upset. And I were I was upset. You were upset. <laughs> Honestly, I was too a little bit. It's fine. Like, I'm I'm satisfied with Koi and Willa's little friendship that they have going on in the end. So yeah. it's whatever. And I was I really know. rooting for him for a while though. It feels like the kind of thing that it could happen later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Because Koi has his trade route set up now. Mm-hmm. Like, they both have things going on. Koi has the dock port on Duval. Fable has her empire to build. They can revisit it at a later date. I'm not reading it. Kidding. If you could be guaranteed if I, if that <laughs> it was all Koi... Would you read it? The only way I'm reading a third if book is Koi's if... point of view. Please. <laughs> Anyways, would you read this book again slash recommend it? I'm going to ask that question. Mm. Fine, ask me. Now here's the big question. Mm. What's would the big question? Would you read it again? No. 
listen. I knew that, but... <laughs> listen, I I read these books the first time. I did not enjoy them. Um, well, I won't say that. I didn't love them. I didn't hate them. And I told myself um, I would be fine never reading these books again. Um, and then me and Audrey were like, hey, we should start a podcast for funsies. And then Audrey said, hey, let's do Fable and Namesake. And I said, I'm going to kill myself, but it's fine. <laughs> um, I'll read them again. So I've read them twice. I will not be reading them a third time. That's okay. Yeah. I won't fault you, fault you for that. Thank you. Um, would you recommend them? Honestly, I probably would, to the right person. Yeah. The thing is, they're good books if you want something that's just a light read, you want something really quick. Um, I wouldn't read these if you're in a reading slump and trying to get out of it. No. Absolutely not. But I would recommend them if you're, like, in a phase where you're, like, crazed reading mm. and you need to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Or, like I said, if you just want something quick. Yeah. Or, I mean, if you're the kind of person who like enjoys shallow more shallow stories than that then mm. good for you i yeah. think you'd enjoy it more power to you yeah it's just i prefer stories that are like super multifaceted. yeah multifaceted super heavy in depth i like a lot of fantasy stuff so you like a dense read i love okay. a dense read so they're not for me but i definitely didn't hate them so if that's your thing I think you would enjoy them. But yeah, I don't think they're very strong on any one point, so I don't know. I feel like they're very touch and go whether someone would like them. I've heard a lot of people do really, really like them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not something that I would reread um, unless there was a gun held to my head. But yeah, I think potentially someone would really enjoy them. Hey, Audrey. Uh-huh. Um, would you read this again or recommend it? Um, I don't think I would. I don't think I would read it again. Which is a mm. shock for me, because I'm big rereader. You are. Big rereader. However, I think they serve their purpose. Yeah. And they can be let, let lie. That, yeah, that's how I feel. They serve a purpose, but after that, I'm not going back for them. Yeah. Also, I don't think I would, because to be quite honest... The transition between Fable and Namesake put me into a reading slump. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Again? I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a notification and I, I'm sorry. Um, they put me into a reading slump. Me, yeah, me too, honestly. They're the kind of books who, if someone really wanted to read them, I would give them my copy. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. And I don't share my books. No, you don't. I'm a little possessive. Yeah. I don't share my books, but I would give someone, if someone wanted to read them, I would just tell them, hey. Have my copy. Yeah, have my copy. Happy birthday. Here's a copy of a book that I've already read. Here's a copy read. of the book that I've already read and I don't really like, but I feel like you might be interested in them. And you know what, to be honest with you, hmm. I would not outright recommend this to someone. Really? It, it's going to live in the back of my mind. And then if someone is asking me for a book recommendation that has the specific things that the series has in mm -hmm. them, I'll recommend it. They... Unless it's like a, a 14, 15-year-old person. I was just about to say, honestly, they might be good for, like, middle school aged. Yeah. They... For a middle schooler, it's a little steamy. 
a little just bit. a little bit just a hair steamy yeah so that's why i say like yeah i feel like that's a good that's a good age for what it is yeah it's still a little steamy but i mean it's the kind of thing where like it for sure alludes to the fact that they have sex but it's very it's very much the kind of thing where it's like heavy kissing they fall into the bed and then it's not spoken about again yeah it picks up like afterwards it gives the same vibe as nothing you wouldn't see in a pg-13 movie yeah so it's a good starting fantasy yeah if you're like like, just getting into it or if you're not like a big fantasy person but you want the vibes yeah if you're into pirates, if you are Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean, please. Different vibes. But still. Yeah. So. So, yes, but, I mean, it would yeah. have to be the right person. Yeah. I feel like they're definitely really good for people who are into that sort of thing. I'm just not. And that's okay. Yeah. You don't have to love everything. I thought I was going to like it a lot more than I did. Yeah. I you started out. Fable. Yeah. I was hardcore Fable. But. The more I read of Namesake until I got to the very end, I was very lukewarm. Yeah. It's okay, though. To each their own. Yeah. Let us know on Instagram or TikTok what you thought about Fable. Mm-hmm. Interested to see if anyone else was lukewarm about yeah. it like we were. Yeah. Like I said, I've only heard good things about it, yeah. so I was a little shocked when I actually read. Yeah. Um, Let us know if you liked it or if there's... I would be interested if anyone knows a book that's similar, but better, for lack of a better word. <laughs> I don't mean that in a mean way, but yeah, something that's like... A little more in-depth. Yeah. A little more dense. Yeah. A little more of like, I don't know, like fantasy instead of YA. I don't know. Let us know. Um, or if anyone has any book recommendations. Yeah that you'd like to see future episodes on we're always open to those um yeah do do you have anything else no i'm okay okay well question of the day oh or if anyone has a fun question of the day yeah that would be fun we're gonna run out very fast probably so if you have one we'd love to hear it um question of the day audrey (laughs) (laughs) what book do you think you've read the most um, you gave me a chance to think about this. I did. Which I appreciate. It is Anytime. Um, Divergent. Oh! Really? Genuinely, I have read it probably 17 times. Oh! Interesting. I could give you a frame-by-frame like, frame plot. <gasps> <entire book>. <laughs> <laughs> That's not at all what I Only thought you were going to say. Book. Oh, you know, now that you say that, I do remember... You read, the first time you read it, you read, like, the whole series, and then you went back and read Divergent, like... And I only read Divergent. You only read it. Insurgent's fine. Allegiant, we don't talk we about We don't it. talk about Allegiant. But Divergent's good. I enjoyed that book. I'll, I'll give you that, yeah. Um, also, Everything, Everything. Really? I read that one several times. That's so funny. Those are the only ones that come to mind. What did you think I was going to say? I honestly don't know. Not Divergent. <laughs> Let me see. I think that's... Accurate. Now that you say that, yeah, I I expect that. It's like now that you say that, I don't know what else. It's the perfect answer. It's like I will read any book twice. She will. So. Me, there's a very select few books that I would read over and what over book and over. Have you read the most? Um, Goblet of Fire. 
That makes sense. Yeah. Good book. Good book. Good soup. <laughs> I think Goblet of Fire is my favorite book, and then Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite movie. Mm. Either that or Half Blood Prince. I go back and forth. Interesting. Which I've heard a lot of people don't like Half Blood Prince, but. It's fine. It is what it is. It's my favorite. Yeah. Not my least favorite either. Yeah. But I've. I've read the entire Harry Potter series. 5,792 times, but Goblet of Fire, I've probably read three times as many. This is the book that I had to glue the page chunks back in. Prisoner of Azkaban? No. Oh, probably because I read it 5,000 times. That was before I had my own copy of it. In fact, there were several times that I remember being like halfway through Goblet of Fire and you asked me if you could read it because you were reading the whole series and I was like, I'm clearly busy reading it. <laughs> my Harry Potter series I got, I think, on my 10th birthday. Those books have lived trash. in a middle school backpack for so long. They're trash. They're trash. I have the amount of tape on the dust jackets and the amount of frayed corners on the hardcovers. I'm honestly amazed that those dust jackets even are still operational. There's one of them that... Um, brother like tore completely it's this one i did not know that he did that he did oh it's messed up whoa like he tore that <laughs> he tore it there guys she laminated it with tape to hold it together i was so angry i'm sure that's so funny Rest in peace to our little brother, who I'm sure was terrified to tell her. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't even remember. Probably not. Mac, if you're listening to this. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let us know. I keep saying that. Let us know everything. Let us know. Let us know what book you Let us know. Just let us know. Just, just let us know. Just shoot us a message. They're like, what do you want to know? Just let us know. Just everything. I want to know about you, your life story, and I want to know what book that you have read the most times. Yeah. Let I me do. know if you love Goblet of Fire as much as I do. I would give everything for Cedric Diggory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything. Every all of it. Um. Also Draco. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. No, it's fine. Okay. I did it too. You did. <laughs> Everyone's probably like, ugh. <laughs> Anyways, that's that. I'm very glad to be done talking about this book. I am too. <laughs> it, took us, it took us a long time to get through them because we were having such a hard time. Yeah. Anyways, we're done. They're yeah. over. Next week, or next episode, we're going to be talking about Lost Apothecary. I don't know her name. By Sarah Penner. Gorgeous book. Gorgeous book. Cover, phenomenal. So pretty. Like, I want to frame that desk jacket. Yeah. Honestly, Fable and Namesake, though. Yeah. I normally hate people on the covers, however. They're winners. That one? Fabulous. Anyways, we're going to be talking about Lost Apothecary. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sorry, it was a binder clip. 
I was playing with it and it popped out of my hand. So thank you guys for being here. We really appreciate it. If anyone's you. here, we appreciate you. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Um, everyone have a good week. Stay safe, be kind to each other, take your vitamins, water your plants. Um water yourself. Water yourself, yes. Body weight in half, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um Watch how much coffee you're drinking. No, don't do that. Watch how much you chase any of the little joys of life. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Maybe drink decaf. Full calf. I don't know why you're acting like you cut your caffeine. Oh, my second large coffee from Dutch of the day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Love you.